Hey, this is Chris with the Puget Sound Board Game Players. We've got a few extra heads here today. Elvis is noticeably missing because I guess he's on a trek to San Antonio. Is that where he is, Pace? Yeah, he's trying to see if he can find the Alamo. Find the Alamo? Is that is that what you came up with? He's trying to find the Alamo? Mm-hmm. Okay, well anyway, I know it's been a while since our last episode due to our post-production procrastinator, Pace Garrett. I'm going to blame you for this whole thing. These people have been waiting eagerly for their next episode. Can I blame you? I, we've we've gotten a lot of of complaints about it. Well, oh, really? Are those are those complaints in the email or yeah, complaints yeah. amongst the oh, rank and I mean, file? People found a, a phone number uh-huh. as well. It's been kind of ugly. Okay. Anyway, so Elvis isn't here, but it's me, Chris, and again our procrastinator Pace, and we apologize for the lateness of our episodes. Again, that's all Pace's fault. We also have Emily. And Momoko, we just played a game, and we are going to discuss it now. We played Above and Below by Red Raven Productions, and that was actually designed by Ryan Lockett. He did the art and the rules for the game. Wow. He did the entire thing. A bit of a renaissance man. Yes, I guess you would say that. So, this is the part of the investigation. Oh, do you want to say hi? Yeah. Go ahead and say hi. Hey, everyone. Introduce yourself. Oh, I'm Emily. Uh, I'm really happy to be here this week. You like being in the studio? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the studio is really great. Professional. Um, Great. Super professional. This isn't a slapdick operation here. We got, like, quite a big operation. Absolutely not. No, one of the the best operations I've seen in a while. This is like McDonald's to Wendy's, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. For sure. Big Mac all the way. Okay. I'm going to say it's more like taco time to Wendy's. Okay, what do you have to say for yourself, taco time? Do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners? Good evening. What's your name? My name is Momoko. Momoko. Yes. Okay, we'll start with you. We'll put you on the spot. What did you think of Above and Below? Well, I have now played Above and Below two times, and I thought it was quite fantastic. What did you like most about it? I liked that it was challenging in some aspects because it was very difficult for me to decide what type of play to make since I'm an (laughs) extremely indecisive person. I had a little bit of anxiety because (laughs) I would take a long time before deciding how to use each player, the builder, the... Let me interrupt you for a sec. I should actually explain, I guess, the gist of the game before we talk about our thoughts. Above and Below is basically kind of a resource management meets a storytelling game. I guess that's the best way I would describe it. So it's kind of half Euro game, half Ameritrash game. So you have storytelling aspects in it, and then you also have resource management. So basically everyone is building their own individual village. And in that village, you are earning resources from different buildings that you build so you can get like a building that'll make that'll farm pears or a building that'll farm paper and then also at the same time that's the above part and then the below part is you're actually exploring caves and in those caves you actually have different buildings that you can build and get resources that way as well but where the storytelling aspect comes in is 
you actually, how would you describe that pace? Like a choose your own adventure? Some folks may know them better as which way. See, I think that's a Colorado yeah, thing, yeah. though. Because I, I say you knew them as which way too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I say them as which way, and people look at me funny, like they don't know what I'm talking about. No, it's definitely choose your own yeah, adventure. So which way? <laughs> I always used which I way. I used which way three <laughs> against one. Wow, it is three against one. But anyway, so like someone will read something like you're at a, if you're exploring the cave, you would say you discover a frogman. The frogman asks for spare change. Do you help the frogman or do you spurn the frogman and say move along? Frogman. I remember like in our first game where Momoko was uh, half asleep the entire game <laughs> and then somehow won the game. It wasn't because <laughs> it wasn't because the game wasn't exciting. It was because I believe it was maybe 2.30 in the morning or 3 o'clock in the morning. I think like the most negative thing I can say about the game, it's like it's almost two half styles of game. It's not pure Euro and it's not pure like theme. It's like two halves of a game. I'm sorry, so let's go back to what you were saying about it. Okay, so within each game, you have different people in your village that are striving to improve the village. And within each round, you have to play each of your villagers, and they each have a task. And so whether to use your villager in order to build something or to go exploring or harvest something or work or introduce another community member into the village creates a lot of anxiety i had i had <laughs> it's very ap prone is what she's saying emily what did you think of the game just overall no i thought it was a lot of fun it was a little complicated at first just a lot of rules and a lot of moving parts to the game but i would say once we got into the second round i got pretty into it and for my first game i came in third so not so bad <laughs> <laughs> what'd you think pace well, I... What'd you like? What'd you not like? Give me the nitty-gritty. He didn't like when he didn't win, and then he I'll liked you, when he won. Oh, I was dead left. Did he... He never won, though. He so. won the second time. <laughs> 43 points. Oh, yeah, he, that's he was true. always I'll winning. tell you what I did like. I liked the village aspect. Pace has a tendency, this horrible tendency, to humanize his characters. He doesn't treat them like robots. Right. He names That's, them, yeah. Yeah, names and them. then he starts to yeah, give them the, characteristics. The last game I actually was able to recruit, which is something you could do, gain more villagers. Correct. Although you pay money to do that, so... It's, it's like slavery. It could be like slave systems. But it's training. It's training people. Anyway, I got a frog person. Uh-huh. Most of the other starting... Everyone has starting characters. Yeah, most of the other starting characters are just uh, regular human-looking people. You can get special characters, yeah. But I was excited about the frog character, and in general, I kind of like that communal aspect. What was his name? Yeah. Frogman. Was Frog name. It's very yeah. clever. My name's Hugh-man. Yeah. <laughs> There's people named Hugh. 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 Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Oh, come on Hugh now. Man. Hugh Man. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Hugh from Great actor. Victor Start. Hugo. <laughs> You're just beginning last names now. <laughs> well, I did name a couple other characters. What'd you, My old man. Okay, no one cares about that anymore. He, you, he you, ran the general store and his name was Sal. Okay. I thought he looked but, more like a Eugene. In terms of gripes. Yes. I... I, I, I I tend to agree with what you said as far as the aspects of the game being fairly separated. So you adventure, right? but it's it's kind of limited. It's just like a quick little blurb that someone reads. Like, like it seems like secondary? Yeah, it's just dressing, mm -hmm. you know. Really, you go into those caves because you want to, mostly to, build to, to me, you want the cave. <laughs> right. Yeah. See, I, I found myself wanting more, but again, I'm more of a thematic game player like I found myself wanting more of the storytelling 
and less of the moving chips around, you know? Like games like Agents of Smirsh or Tales of Arabian Nights. Those are big, full-on story games. Yeah. This one's like half story yeah. and then like half item placement. Like again, half Euro, so. Yeah, but, I would even say that really it, what it comes down to is it's mostly Euro. Right. And then some, a little story. little story, like, yeah. yeah. And I found myself actually kind of, because you want to explore more yeah. <laughs> because you want to hear the stories, but then is but, a, it's not necessarily the best thing to right, do. Strategically, yeah. Right, strategically, it doesn't make sense. I know, I didn't feel like we did very much of that, except I for think, Momoko. Uh, yeah, she did the most. the most. I don't think I explored once this whole... I might have explored one time this last game. Well, I was able to acquire somebody who is very strong in the exploring field. Right. And so with that character, I felt more comfortable exploring. What Do you want to talk about your experience with uh, the pig? The, the pigmen? Yes, your, the your first, first time that we played... When you were falling asleep last uh, night? <laughs> the first time we played this game, every single time I would go down to explore... I would encounter some sort of scuffle with someone who had lost pigs or lo- pigs were lo- trying to make time with you. Couldn't control their pigs. In my sleep-deprived state, realized that the reason why I was encountering these pigs in the underground caves is because my whole life my sister told me that I have a little bit of a pig nose. And so Did you feel like the game Slash, was mocking me. Slash universe was making fun of that. Yes, and how did this artist? Well, perhaps Ryan Laukat is linked in to the collective subconscious and that psychosphere of your childhood insecurity. Above and below yes. Momoko's mind. That's right. The below is the subconscious. Yeah, above and below my psyche. Okay, then the next game we'll be talking about is Welcome to the Dungeon. Welcome to the Dungeon is a really quick, I would call it like a gateway game or filler game. It's it's a very quick game. You have typical adventurer D&D archetypes like rogue, barbarian, fighter, and mage. And everyone, basically all you do on your turn is you pick up a card and you decide whether you want to play that card or discard that card. And the cards are basically D&D type monsters. So like an orc, a vampire, a dragon... And if you decide to play that card, you put it face down, and then the next player goes. And again, they can decide to play that card or discard it. And if they discard it, they have to discard the adventurer's equipment with it. Basically, everyone takes a turn, and eventually everyone's going to pass because the monster deck is getting so big, and the adventurer is getting unequipped. And then the adventurer will basically try to go into the dungeon and fight everything that is in the deck. And if the player who goes into the dungeon successfully does so, they get a golden scroll. And if they win twice, they win the game. If they don't win, then they die. And if they die twice, they lose the game. So the game is kind of a mixture of just drawing cards and playing them and bluffing a little bit because you don't know if the next player is going to play a card or discard a card. And then sometimes you'll like think, oh, there's a dragon. I just drew a dragon. And each of the monsters have a point value. They range from like goblins who are worth one to dragons who are worth nine and that's the amount of hit points that they'll take off your character if you can't fight them off. So you have this kind of moment of like, oh, I can fight them off, or oh, I can't. And then uh, if you successfully negotiate the whole deck, then you're like, yay, I fight them. So uh, what do you think of this game, Pace? Or what do you, do you have anything you want to say about it? It was okay. Do you think it'd be better with I, like, it's, it caps out at four. Do you think yeah, the player count has anything with... to dif- uh, do with it or, or not? Maybe, but... I'm not sure if I really appreciated the strategy that much. Like, it's almost like 
daring push your luck a little bit yeah push your luck like daring the other players to, to go to go through or passing at the right time so they have to go through right if you like bluffing and you like pushing your luck I, and you like quick games i think that this is a game for you what do you think about it when we call number one i think that it could have been a good game in different circumstances Ooh, she hates it wait 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 what do you mean different like you weren't sleeping or everyone's drinking alcohol? Maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just jumping. I didn't play. But right. as you were describing it, I was thinking that if you had the element of alcohol. It's a very casual game. It's a casual shots, game. It's a yeah. casual game. Then maybe it would be a little bit more fun or people wouldn't be willing to yeah. bluff or take the risk. Right. I'm not very good at bluffing games to oh, begin man, with. Really? So, I have so um, many too. I love bluffing games. But I mean, this is this a one. This one I... was a little bit difficult for me because I was honestly trying to do what was in the best interest for all of us. It's and it's not a co-op game. Move. Yeah, and it's right. not a co-op game at all. Right. Only and one it, but it seems confusing going. because it seems like we have shared resources. Yeah, we one. should think very carefully about the moves <laughs> that we are going to make. Yeah, so play, you... I went into this game very honest, very intentional despite the fact that Which I you don't was want to do at all. sleeping. Right. I think it's based on the old D&D joke about you don't have to be the fastest person in the party running away from the dragon you just have to be faster than (laughs) exactly the next person (laughs) dedicated listeners may recall that our first episode was the case of walter lynch isn't that right pace that's right and it was seems um, like it was only yesterday it was in reality it was almost a year ago and in this we kind of it was kind of our uh, intro podcast or intro episode. We were kind of playing around, so it was only like a, a quick like two minute episode, and we left it on a cliffhanger. And to be honest, I didn't know if we were going to come back to it. I based it off the whole Mansions of Madness series, Arkham Horror, Cthulhu, and I wanted to do a discussion about the second edition of Mansions of Madness. But I realize now that I'm looking around, I'm the only person at this table that has played it. So we can't discuss that, but it's a good game. That's the short version. I'll give you that. I am giving you now the sequel, Case of Walter Lynch Part 2. So Chauncerific, this one is for you. Enjoy. Last time on the case of Walter Lynch. Seems simple enough. Go find our business partner, Walter Lynch. No, it can't be one of those. (laughs) It's going to be a long night. I'm glad you're here, Mr. Diamond. I'm about to edify you on subjects you cannot even begin to comprehend. That's so. Why, yes. The bastard said it couldn't be done. They said I became obsessed with the occult and... How did I get into this mess? I used to have a real job. A gig that didn't involve bird-dogging these crazed lunatics from here to hell and gone. Mad scientist. Give me a break. 
I miss dealing with real people. Thieves. What I wouldn't give to go back to that life. Markham Insurance. How may I direct your call? Just a moment. Markham Insurance. How may I direct your call? Just a moment. Markham Insurance. How may I direct your call? Just a moment. Oh, Lucy. When are you and me going to leave this dump and scuttle off together? Well, we'll have to go on a date first, Mr. Diamond. You have to crawl before you can walk. And, of course, walk before you can run. Well, do we have to run before seeing the bedroom? Slow down, Mr. Diamond. There's a speed limit in this state. I didn't realize I was speeding. I thought I was just going with the flow of traffic. Well, strike one, Mr. Diamond. Never was very good at baseball. Is the boss in? Yeah, he has something for you. I'll see you soon. Be still, my beating heart. Joe! Joe! Come in! Take a seat! Cigar? No, thank you. I need you to go take a statement from this Shamabuko. You kidding me? Another claim from Shamabuko? Why don't we just drop this lowlife already? We're not metropolitan! We're a small outfit. But how do we profit if we're constantly paying for phony claims? That's nothing you need to worry your narrow head about, Diamond! That's why I have you! Just go check it out! Yes? Mr. Diamond! What do you want, Otto? I already told you I'm not interested. Can't a man visit a friend? On a random train to New Bedford? A little creepy, Otto. Besides, we're not friends. You wound me, Mr. Diamond. Give any more thought to my proposal? No. And the answer is still no. I don't need a car. With someone in your profession who travels as much as you, I would think you of all people would appreciate a new automobile. I do fine. I expense everything. You're in a position of respect and trust. You would do well with a fine new Packard. Just picture it. Leave me alone, Otto. Just consider it. That's all I ask. Let me give you my card. Listen, I told you to drop it. Now get the hell out of here. I barely laid a hand on him. Idiot didn't close the door all the way. And that's when I first saw her. She had long, dark hair contrasted by her milky white skin and bejeweled green eyes, and legs that would give the Chrysler building a run for its money. I was still punch drunk when she spoke. Excuse me, gentlemen. My apologies. My friend and I were just having a fiery debate. Oh yeah, over what? Who's more beautiful? You or Clara Vaux? My friend is obviously wrong. Hey, Joe, I was- Let's go, Alexis. Well, so long. Some dame, huh? Yeah. That may be the very first time in Otto's wretched life that he was right about anything. So yeah, Joe, you could imagine my surprise when I discovered that everything was gone. I listened to Shamabuko go on and on, spouting his usual rigmarole, but it's all dial tone. 
couldn't stop thinking of that woman, Alexis. Her smell, her heels, her hair. Are you listening? This is fine. Robinson will give you a call on when to expect your money. Just send us a police report. That's great, Joe. Well, I'll see ya. I didn't really care about anything Shamabuko had to say. I just had to get out of there. Had to find Alexis. Shamabuko's claim won't see the light of day. He's getting sloppy. The police will arrest him for fraud before I even call Robinson. Moron didn't even realize that the broken glass was on the outside of the house. Would that be all for you? Maybe some more coffee. Thanks. Oh, and do you know where I can find tall woman, black hair, green eyes? Alexa, join the club. It's for a case. I'm a private detective. Oh, that's a new one. Haven't heard that before. Not from around here. That much is obvious. If you were, you would know who she was. Her and Mr. McClan have that big house by the water. You can't miss it. Still want the coffee? Yes. Hey, Lucy. Is he in? Great. Yeah, I took care of Shamabuko. I saw that record time, Diamond. Why don't you come on back? I will soon enough. However, I have a lead I want to check out. I didn't know you had any more cases out there. I don't. This is a, a sales lead. Sales? You're an investigator, not a salesman. What do you know about sales? Besides, you hate sales. I have all the necessary literature here, Robinson. I'm just going to give it a shot. We got a money bags out here. Fine. Crash, burn, then hurry back. Time is money. I must say, Robinson had higher respect for my sales skills than I did. I did my due diligence and called my buddy Roland, who works for the feds. He was on some weird assignment up in Arkham, but he was able to give me the lowdown. Apparently, this was some home for Michael McGlenn, one of many homes. Somewhat notable gangster, specializing in extortion and racketeering. We got a Billy Badass. I knocked on the entrance of this ostentatious eyesore and was greeted by an old friend. What do you want? Ah, we met on the train. I don't think we properly got acquainted. Who says I want to get acquainted with you? Who's there? My name is Joe Diamond. I'm from Markham Insurance. I was just about to 86 him, boss. Nah, Rizzo, it's okay. Let him in. I want to hear his pitch. We'll just all trying to etch out a living here, right? Follow me to my billiard room, Diamond. Maybe I'll hustle you for a few bills while you hustle me with your insurance. Dandy setup you have here, sir. What was your name? I, I got the name of your associate. Associate? That's fancy word for Rizzo. He's about as squared away as a sack of ball bearings. And there's a few bats in his belfry. But he is loyal and does what he's told. That's a rare thing, you know. I'm Mike. Michael McGlenn. Now sell me. Want a bourbon? Uh, no thanks. I, I should refrain from consuming illegal beverages in my line of work. Come on, one bourbon. And I got the best. Well, 
maybe just one. We played pool and I gave him my sloppy pitch in between sips of bourbon. I really had not expected to be there as long as I was. One illegal beverage turned to several. The liquid courage was causing me to stay longer than a sober version of me would have. I was faking my way talking insurance and drinking bourbon with a known dangerous gangster. I needed to see Alexis before I left. Just once. I must admit, you're the real deal, Diamond. Now I know you're overcharging me with these rates and I don't really care. What's more important to me is someone that I can relax and crack wise with. Everyone's gotta make a living. Come in! There she was. Alexis. Joe Diamond, this is my girl, Alexis. We've met, albeit briefly. Is that right? Oh yeah, Rizzo said something about that. Well, Diamond, I think you have a deal. I just want to sleep on it. Why don't you get all the paperwork together and stop by tomorrow? I can do that. It was a pleasure to meet you, Mike. And nice to see you again, miss. Pleasure is all mine, Mr. Diamond. Rizzo! Show our boy out and close the door, will you? Yes, sir. How many fucking times do I have to tell you? What else you put in that mouth? Mind your business and keep moving, chump. That was your freebie, Rizzo. You don't get another. Step out, diamond. As I stood there, standing in the rain, I saw the silhouette of McGlynn smacking Alexis around. Each strike seems to coincide with the thunderclaps. Rest assured, Alexis won't have to endure that nightmare much longer. I... Case of Walter Lynch Part 2 was written by Chris Dowalder and starred Chris Dowalder, Pace Garrett, Emily Arnold, and Momoko. The Case of Walter Lynch Part 2 was inspired by Mansions of Madness by Fantasy Flight Games. Julian Alexander does all of our original artwork, which can be viewed at our website at boardgameplayers.com. Email us at thepugetsoundboardgameplayers at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. And if you say wrong three times, then you become Donald Trump at the presidential debate. Okay, this is not a political podcast. I just want to let you know I'm cutting all of that out. It's appropriate. It's October, and the election ends in, I think... 38 days. Uh, yeah, thank God. I don't think I can By the deal time with... this podcast... It's gonna, yeah, really we'll have a president by the time everyone gets this <laughs> Like, for sure. <laughs> well, of course we'll have a president because our president is... Well, no, we'll have, the new president will be elected by the time... President-elect. Yes, president-elect. No, I'm going to say well, elected. No, I'm going to say elected. This won't go up until next year. January. <laughs> 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 so.